0: Uh, (laughs) we need to talk talk about the documentary
1: we're here yeah i'm recording anyway welcome back to (laughs) just like what
0: (laughs) uh uh, just a special episode of just like what to celebrate
1: we're here to celebrate the ending of the show and the the documentary today we have a very vague outline of what we're going to do but We're here to get into it.
0: We just missed, we just missed We missed you guys. And we missed you. And I just thought, yes.
1: Yeah, the dark, the dark, um, probably the best episode of the series. (laughs) (laughs) Molly Rogers is like...
0: The star of the show. The
1: absolute star of the show. She was so much fun. And like, good fact, well, not a good fact, but this um, documentary was supposed to be like a really long two hours and a half. But Chris Noff let yet again let us down, and they cut. They ended up cutting like an hour of the whole, like documentary because obviously nobody wants to see Chris Noff. Nobody wants to
0: hear
1: no, Chris Noff. No, nobody needs to get that sex offender on there. <laughs> we queens.
0: don't need a sex offender on. No, thank
1: you. I feel like, I wish they had Terry Neff in the documentary.
0: They could have done a lot of things differently and more cooler. I think that's... The
1: think... shaky camera was my
0: favorite. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> well, I was talking to someone about this the other day. I was listening to Keep It, which is a really good podcast, which I really recommend about pop culture. And they were talking about inventing Anna and how it's set in New York and how it's about her being a New York socialite, yeah. blah, blah, and how like New York is a massive thing in that. And I think we've touched on this in this podcast, but like, they just didn't make New York, the people of New York, seem cool or yeah. a character in themselves. And that's what, and this, and just like that did. Yeah, it and did. They just it kind of messed like, it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was a bit of a weird...
0: They just focused on, and that's what this doc does, they just focused on, like...
1: My favourite bits is just, like, uh, yeah. SJP doesn't remember any of the show. <laughs> like, when she's talking to... um the actress who plays Natasha, and she, like, is like, oh, we've never been in a scene together apart from when <laughs> you were chasing me down the stairs. And she's like, no, we did the luncheon scene, like, one of the most, like, iconic scenes where she, like, sits down and, like, like apologises to her for the affair. And then she forgets that she did another scene with Steve when they were talking <laughs> about her and Miranda. I was like, SJP, like... She's not
0: fucking. Were you not in the show? Like... It was weird because I don't. But I, I. Luke's watched this before and I watched it for the first time today and it was bizarre because why did they keep that in? Like, was that like a weird thing to spin? Like, that so she just weird. forgets. So, like, she just forgot about everything. But then later on in the show, she she was going through the outfits. Which she kept.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As part of her
0: contract. And she was like, yeah, this is where, like, I threw this random dress out onto the street. Like, literally a one-second scene she remembered it, like, really perfectly. Yeah,
1: she remembered such specific scenes if it related to clothes. Like, it was like, if I wore this outfit, I remember the scene and, like, she could not remember any, like, (laughs) <laughs> Very important scenes of her and Natasha, and her and Steve. It was like, and
0: they handled it really well. Actually, no, Steve handled it well. But the the what's she called? He plays Natasha. Oh, Leskik. <laughs> well, Natasha. Sorry, she's a beautiful model. We love that for her, but she was like so bad. She seemed really concerned.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll put you my. My my hand Bridget ha- Moynahan that's, that's it yeah yeah, yeah. Bridget, Bridget Moyer-han. Moyer-han. yeah she's seen she was just like oh yeah we did do that scene together but we also did the lunch scene and SJ was just like oh my god I forgot about that scene
0: mm. and it's really interesting if you watch the doc actually like um <laughs> it's just so Jessica Parker just comes across as so erratic odd. Yeah. like at one point I turned to Luke's like has she got an alcohol problem because she just like forgot everything she was just like in scenes like they'd show scenes where they wrap up with the other girls yeah. and she just seemed so out of she it she wasn't
1: really getting into the banter was she like
0: she was not first
1: no it was like yeah it was a bit of an odd like dynamic and like Michael Petra King like seeing him on behind the camera as well like I think he's just made so much money with HBO, he just doesn't have to answer to anyone now. He's just like, fuck it, like, I'm gonna do exactly what I'm gonna do. Like, I feel like that was more obvious, like, cause obviously Sex and the 33 was all about Big Diane and then, um, like, Carrie going through a grieving process and then she takes Ashes to Paris. So, like, the last episode is all taken from the, like, the Sex and the 33 film that never got aired. Um, and like, it's just like, Like, so many shows recently feel like they've been written by people who have, like, ADHD. And then, like, (laughs) none of the shows is edited. Like, the pace of this whole series in its entirety feels just so all over the place. Like, there was, like, some really, like, harrowing, like, story arcs where Miranda becomes an alcoholic. But then all of a sudden it's just thrown out of, like... And, like, none of the characters really talk about what happens to their like, none of the actors talk about what happens to their characters in the documentary, which I thought was, like, Yeah, that's an interesting point. The only thing that um, Cynthia Nixon picked up on was when she, uh, like, talked about how uh, Naya Wallace was supposed to be her, like, original love interest. And then she was like, no. She was like, no, I don't want it to be, like, two straight women who end up, like, having this thing. She was like, nobody wants to see that. And it was like no, that would have been a way more interesting angle. Like, they could have, like, you were saying that it would have been an interesting way that it was, like, this friendship that kind of went over this line and these two women were kind of exploring themselves. Whereas, like, Che's character, like...
0: It was brand... It was just, like, so, like,
1: shoe-honed in, like, them becoming a thing when... And, like, at the end of the series, Che and Miranda were supposed to break up but then they decided like last minute to keep them together, and it was like, yeah. No, realistically, like your first like partner when you're exploring your sexuality, like not like you like it's like whenever you date someone for the first time ever in your life, they like normally like, just like treat you like shit, and like it's over, and you're like heartbroken. I think that would have been a more interesting way to end the series, like some like Miranda like. Single, lonely, ruined her marriage. As,
0: like, <laughs> yeah. Kind
1: of, like, her relationship with Brady's obviously, like, a bit fractured. Um, I think that would have been, like, a more interesting way to end it because who knows where we're going to go with season two. Yeah, like...
0: everyone got, like, a happy ending. Which didn't make a lot of sense because everyone had so many trials and tribulations at the show. Yeah. Um, and also, like, back to the, like, how you say it's, like, Miranda, the Miranda thing about how... Cynthia asked, like said, it would make sense because it's an, a straight character. I was like, well, if you like someone, it's not as if, like, no, you yeah, judge certainly. it based on their sexuality, so... Um,
1: yeah, and Che is, like, such a, like, an, a meme of a character. Like, they're not a real yeah, person, yeah. like, to And, like, Marinda would never be attracted to someone, kind of, like... I don't
0: think naparazen. she would. And, like, she never yeah. dated
1: anyone who was, like, super, like... I don't know, like... Steve was, like, quite, like, loud, but he's also, like, quite reserved. And then... Um, do you remember she, like, dated the Knicks, the doctor for the Knicks? He was, like, quite, like... She always would go for people who were, like, quite refined. Like, safe
0: people. Safe and that's people, what, yeah. like when, um, what he says, like... Steve says, like, oh, you wanted someone safe and you got yeah. someone safe. So it's weird. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, But, yeah, the doc was... I think the doc was good to see, like, the women... Together, because they were all obviously like so happy to be there. Like when SJP is like, "I never thought this would happen. Like, I'm so happy we were able to bring this." And it was like nice to see that, like, like actresses like have this like nice camaraderie because on the show you do not get that at all. Like on the show, the women, like all the characters, like treat you to the like shit. Like (laughs) they do not get on at all. And then there was like this really funny bit in the like the documentary where. Naya Wallace is, like, Mm -hmm. she's, like, the woman who plays Naya Wallace is, like, I didn't expect, like, the camaraderie and the sisterhood on set. And we
0: were, (laughs) the shade.
1: (laughs) It was, like, so shady. It was so weird, like, because obviously, like, everything's gone on with Kim Cattrall. Like, I think, obviously, she probably is a bit more aware that uh, there's, like, a bit of a fracture within, like, the show. And because Kim Cattrall has, like, spoken out so explicitly against, like, SGP and the entire, like... Cast and the entire production of Sex in the City,
0: but that's so. So I, when they said, we were like laughing when she said that because we just found it really funny. But then, like we dissected it, and it was like um, she's only really been with scenes, been in scenes with Miranda, so like yeah. Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon. She hadn't been with, in scenes with like SJP. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that probably is more of an inkling of that. And then, I don't. Yeah, it's just I feel like Cynthia Nixon just seems how she directed episodes, how she just seems yeah. Like, she has done more acting gigs. Like, so she never was the person who went for the producer role, like, back mm. in the day, like, SJP did. So it's, like, quite interesting that like she said that. Um,
1: Do you remember, like, SJP is, <laughs> like, oh, I don't have, um, like, training in acting. So <laughs> she was, like, I just learn while while I'm on set. Yeah. Whereas, like, other people have, like, some, like, thing they can, like, lean back on. And I was, like, I was so surprised. because... Like, She's such a good actress. But
0: she's a child actress. I thought that was stupid because people, like, kids grow up and they go to college or you need to learn acting but she played annie when she was a little girl yeah, exactly. like that's yeah. her like you learn so much when you're a kid like you learn languages quicker when you're a child like obviously she's, she's gonna learn acting yeah. oh my god
1: yeah if you're doing on, it on as the job
0: like a six-year-old yeah, like i thought was that was a bit weird. disingenuous for her to say that i just like yeah. you have literally acted more than you've been like a mother or mm. like any other role like this is the major thing in your life and you can't say that you haven't got training in it
1: yeah it was yeah it was a bit weird how she just like brought that up and like, it didn't really go anywhere. Like, like the doctors feel a bit like chop chopped in like, because they've obviously had, they brought in Molly Rogers to interview her, to bulk out the documentary. So she's talking about the like, like outfits of Carrie. And it was actually amazing to see uh, Sarah Jessica go into Carrie's closet and was like, no, Carrie's closet would be more messier than this. Cause obviously the set designers just went in and put all the shoes in like perfect order and stuff. And Carrie, um, Sarah was like, no, Cara, Carrie would have, like, the like, water would be messier and stuff. And then she was so, like, like panicu- like so obsessive with, like, the clothes and everything. It was, like, it was actually amazing to see behind the scenes, because she's been with this character, like, for so, so long.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's like, you know how people would say about method acting? mm um, but I feel like she, I did feel like it kind of was method acting like yeah. when he was like, um, "So Jessica needs to like, have the set the way she wants it, the way Carrie would have it. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. think that's a bit extra. But then I was like, oh, actually, it's like they are so synonymous with each other. It does yeah, make sense uh, that she is obsessed with this character yeah, and she has real yeah. ownership of it. Because she did make it like she's the way she's she looks, the own. way she acts is all her. So yeah, she can um, be a bit anal about that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. On the documentary, like, they really wanted to emphasize that there was, like, people of color working on the show, and they obviously had, like, brought in these new writers, but, like, constantly, like, throughout the documentary, I was just like, there's so many white men working on, (laughs) like, on the show, like, so many camera crews and stuff, and I I feel like if if they really wanted to diversify the show and everything behind the show, they should have got, they should have just been like, we just want an entire, like, female, like, team or like an entire person of color team i know that a lot of people who worked on sex and the city were brought back like the, the, the behind the scenes photographer was brought back which was nice but i think it would have been more it would have been creating a more interesting like it would have been better to have just females on the like working behind the show just to really like because obviously like hollywood's so like <clears throat> consumed with white Camera crews and like the entire TV production. I was like, oh, that was kind of like disappointing to see that I hadn't transpired from from scriptwriters to every part of the production.
0: Um, yeah, so it's really interesting that you said that because like how we went back to the point about Kelly Garth, the writer, who said about um, her experience, and then Michael Patrick King being confused. Yeah. Um, it just if he's confused about something as blatant as that, I don't think I don't think they'd have a thought about how diverse the whole the entire production team should be because mm. when we watching it, it's really interesting and pete said like is it drag Ooh, you said that like, drag race like when you watch drag race like all the production team is just so white yeah and that's meant to be like diverse That there's so many kind of like top. there's yeah. just so much to discuss when it comes to like shows that try to approach diversity and how actually do they take it seriously yeah or are they just doing it to be relevant
1: Yeah, because my friend's working on TV set at the minute and she's working with, like, a very famous, like, actress and she specifically asked for Latinx women to work in production. And I was like, that's... Because, like, they're filming in um, Latin America and, like, I think it's just, like, it's... Like, they need to take responsibility, like, 360. Like, all sides should be covered, not just bring in a few writers to, like... Go over it, like to recreate their trauma, like yeah. their lives that re- mm-hmm. like shown through like these three women's like eyes. Um, so, but yeah, I think like obviously there's so much needs to be like a lot needs to change for season two. <laughs> yeah,
0: <a lot> needs- <laughs> like, I think they explored a lot, but it's like realistically, it's like well,
1: They've who really signed up on
0: it? People, the people who signed off on it aren't eloquent enough to be signing off on something as yeah. diverse or like as interesting as they were trying to achieve.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, the ambition was great, but... Yeah, and the uh, Writers Room podcast um, with Michael Patrick King, um, they were talking... So they started speaking about um, renewing the series. The, the, the entire thing, and just like that, they brought it back, because during the pandemic, Sarah Jessica and Michael Patrick King were talking about maybe doing a podcast to go over the entire Sex and the City um, series, because um, I think Carrie, uh, Sarah Jessica was like, oh, I want to bring something... To people during the pandemic so she was like it would be nice to go over a few episodes and talk about the entire production behind it which I really think they should do anyway um, but then they decided they were just like no we're just going to come back and create a new series without Kim Cattrall um, so they, yeah so they brought back and just like that and then Michael Patrick King in the last episode of the writers room said oh it's been like such a long time coming and then one of the writers was like well no not really because we've only been talking about bringing back and just like that for a year and then like coming like deciding you're gonna come back for a show, writing, filming, editing, and for it to like be aired within a year is unheard of in TV. Yeah, like, it's that's it's crazy. And I think like it's been rushed for you because HBO obviously knew that and just like that was gonna like create like such a buzz for HBO Max and was obviously gonna create like I think it said they said it was like the second or third highest streaming like after euphoria it had like the most like um like the first episode had like the the, the, it hit like the second most streams episode in like hbo max's history so obviously like the like reason behind the show is because they knew it was going to do well i think series two they obviously really need to be more considerate of what's going on the show and need to I think just take their time. Like you could just tell like the show was rushed so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like nothing really felt consistent. There was like there was just so many storylines that just didn't really go anywhere. And like storylines that like, went somewhere but like didn't really like we were talking on the on the documentary, like Kristen Davis is learning how to play tennis and like she learned how to play tennis for like, it, like it took her like three months or something. And it was like such an insignificant scene, and, like <laughs> yeah. Charlotte's story arc, the entire series, like nothing really went anywhere with any of her plot lines, like, uh, like the rock plot line, like she, they just were like accepted rocks, like gender identity that were like felt like such a dead end. Like there were so many like storylines that just didn't really like go anywhere, um, and like the like carries like the podcast how it ended up with her like the x y and me podcast just completely ending it was like we could have just started
0: with <laughs> Carrie having her
1: own podcast and yeah like there's something a bit depressing like seeing all the women like not none of them are particularly thriving at all like in the show and like for series two they really need to like I, I really hope that carrie just has like this big like resurgence of her like select like so, like celebrity and like she's going to exciting dinners exciting like new art shows and stuff like yeah it felt like that. That, that that was so that so much of that was missing but maybe that like maybe that was due to the pandemic but they really like kind of none of the women were doing anything interesting
0: like, yeah we spoke about this before as well like their ori- original like roles and jobs were so important and crucial to their storylines like yeah. charlotte with like creation like um Miranda with law, and then Carrie with the writing. Mm. How have they made a whole series? They've completely obliterated their careers. Like careers, completely, are yeah. such, such a big thing, especially when you live in a big city. Like you do, uh, your career is really imp- love life yeah. and career like go like hand in hand. So it's just completely with it. They just obliterate both things like, at all no time. Have them, like with Charlotte, like he's with Harry. Other than that, like, com- they completely overhaul two big things at the same mm. time. Yeah, definitely. And it would have been nice for Miranda to still be working at the law firm, like, really head honcho, and then have these, like... She's more stuck because nothing else is moving in her life versus, mm. like, every single cog in her life just changing and moving. Yeah. And then with, like, Carrie, pfft, it's just, like, she is why is she doing a podcast like it makes, it makes no sense. sense if she was doing it like there was like a big thing about podcasts becoming like gentrified but like big yeah. like um big presenters like conan o'brien like why is conan o'brien doing big podcasts and being, yeah. they shouldn't be making money off it when individual creators could be so it could have been like a hark to like that and how media is changing but all it was just like oh she's just doing a podcast that's it. Yeah. There was no actual commentary around. their... The,
1: and then the podcast was yeah. only in like the first three episodes, and then kind of just shown like like they were like, okay, this plot device isn't really worth bringing. The yeah, it was a anymore. shoddy plot
0: device. That was the thing. It could have been. It was such a big deal. It was just like a bit of a throwaway plot device in the end. And like
1: Cleveland.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Cleveland. Really I think I messaged Luke when that happens. Like, did I miss an episode? Because yeah. wasn't Miranda meant to be in Cleveland? Yeah. Like, she was in a cab. Oh,
1: wow. Like um, honestly, maybe, like there was so like, and like Natasha, like I was, I was like, oh my god, this is so exciting to bring Natasha in. Like maybe they could have like Big had like a, a legitimate child with like Natasha and like Carrie never knew or something. That would have been a way to keep bringing Natasha back because obviously her and Carrie like their dynamic is really interesting and like really funny and yeah. like Natasha brings out the worst in Carrie, but what she, is what makes her character so entertaining? It was just like, okay, this is sorted, like, until she was getting a million dollars, and yeah. that's it. I was like, oh, this is so disappointing. Like, they could, they should have kept bringing back old, like, characters, like, and like in the funeral. They always, upstairs are always banging. Um,
0: are they having sex?
1: <laughs> I think they are having sex, but I don't think they are.
0: Sex on the sea?
1: Sex on the sea. <laughs> this isn't just like that, how dare you? We're just, we're going to have to, we'll just, we'll get through it. But yeah, they they go on and on and on. Bless them.
0: I might get a top
1: up. Oh yeah, get a top up. <laughs> <laughs> when also um, on the documentary, the documentary is so hard to find because it's not on Now TV. So we both had to illegally stream it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, legally stream it.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, oh, wh- Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Where did it get shown on HBO Max?
1: I think it's on HBO Max. Yeah but they just never put it on Now TV. So maybe, I think it must have been like a different production company that did it since then. So yeah, they just never put it hmm. on Now TV.
0: What's going on? What's going on? Um. Okay, so we kind of went through that documentary and just ripped it to, to shreds, which is great. <laughs> um, which is good fun. Um The TLDR is that Sarah Jessica Parker comes off terribly and um, does not give a shit. Miranda <laughs> looks better without the wig, which we've said yeah. since day one. It was good
1: to see Cynthia Nixon. Like, I didn't realize how much went into. They well, obviously like directing. Like, I didn't realize how much pre-production goes into yeah. directing. She was like, yeah. She was like, before we even read through the episode, I was having to come up with like, I was having to propose stuff for the like show, like for the different like individual scenes, and I was like, oh my god, like it's actually like such an undertaking, and like her episode was really, like, she's really talented. Like
0: I, so, to be fair, like, so it's really funny, because when Sarah Jessica was on the screen, she just keeps saying words, and we were like, oh, I don't, what, she's saying words, but there's nothing that, it's not making my brain think, oh, that's a coherent thought. Yeah. But when Mara- um, Cynthia Nixon came on, she was discussing her thought process behind directing. Yeah. And it was really poetic, so she was kind of, like, comparing it to, like, being just an actor on a show that you'll, really a part of and integral yeah. to like when you're like under eighteen and like when you go to bed early and the adults stay up and they like stay up and they chat adult stuff. Yeah. And then she compared that to like being brought in as a director, like she finally could step with the adults and yeah. like get a bigger insight into like how it all works. And I just thought mm. it was really beautiful and I think it's really well put. And just her thought process, like how she said earlier like she had to just think of it before like rehearsals. Mm. Like the scene like when um uh, Carrie's getting her stuff out of the storage. is was, was, yeah. was just really well thought out and I, I did think like, I've always said, I think I did really like the way she directed that episode. It was mm. Just her on screen for like two minutes was way more insightful yeah. than a lot of the others. Like, bless
1: Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: she doesn't really do a lot. Like, she did like a they Jeez. kept doing these like um, outfit fittings, um, yeah. and they did her outfit fitting, and she just kept twirling around. It's like, She's like don't call it tennis
1: outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> like what tennis
0: outfit? It was the most horrendous outfit, and she just uh, it didn't need to be in the episode. But yeah. it's really interesting how the three individuals are just so different. different
1: yeah. Um, I really feel like SJP and Kristen Davis both have undiagnosed ADHD or something. Yeah. Like
0: there was something there was like uh, there was like you know the lights are on but no one's home. I definitely really had was, that feeling with yeah. those two. Like yeah,
1: yeah. But then there was but then there was moments where SJ, SJ was like really into it when she was like going through, um, when she was like looking through the clothes and was like really like oh my god, yeah, Carrie would like wear this and like the Jumbo Gautier suit where she she wears when she goes to the publishers and she's like, she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. She's like, it's hideous, but it's amazing. Yeah. And and then Molly Rogers is like, oh, well, you have to be comfortable enough to step out of your comfort zone and be able to wear stuff you're not comfortable because that is Carrie's character down to a tee. Like, Carrie will wear mad shit that nobody would wear. So, like, like... SJP did seem a bit more into the clothes <laughs>
0: than anything. She, uh, from this doc, like, it feels like, so how we've Way they approach politics and theory isn't clever, but the way yeah. they approach the visuals, like shoes, so interior, mm. like they are really onto it. Yeah. So maybe that's why I know that we laugh about when you listen to a writers' podcasts. Like they put so much thought into it, but actually it doesn't really transpire in the yeah. show. Like how much they think about it, and like go back and forth with how they should approach it it's a basic show but when it comes mm. to visuals they've actually they yeah they really it. taken down to it
1: yeah yeah, they, yeah. and that,
0: that's probably one of the main reasons we love the original that's series true, as yeah. well the outfits and yeah, definitely. that's the thing that sticks out and that the instagram profiles that have done really well up it are about outfits yeah, and exactly. visuals so yeah
1: that's so um, true
0: so i think she's onto to it in that sense like she's obviously successful because she's got a really keen eye but she's just not very clever
1: <laughs> she's
0: just a bit thick
1: <laughs> yeah there it does something like it feels like I feel like she's kind of disconnected from the show I think she's obviously hurt by what Kim Cottrell has said
0: yeah and they kept they kept. so I found this really odd that they kept referring to the characters when they mentioned Kim Cottrell they'd call her Samantha they wouldn't call yeah. her Kim and I thought that was really disrespectful because when you're talking with someone who's left the character didn't disappear because the writers asked him to disappear. Yeah. Is because the yeah, actress right. didn't want to come back. Yeah. So I think they should have referred to her as Kim, not Samantha. Like, they were kind yeah, of, like, putting their head in the sand a little bit.
1: Yeah, I remember when you were saying that, and I was like, oh, no. But yeah, I think, obviously, Carrie's... I mean, uh, SJP is, like, so upset with what's happened with Kim Couture. Like, it's obviously, like, kind of tarnished her. Yeah. Like, a little bit. And, like, everything that's happened with Chris Knopf. And, like, the show not, like, I I think the show hasn't been received particularly well. Like, I think she, you can, you do get the vibe off her in the documentary that she seems unsettled. And, like, I think when they're talking about Willie Garson as well, like, it's, like, it's just really harrowing and, like...
0: Yeah, that was, there was a lot to deal with, wasn't there, like...
1: Yeah, like, it's, like, amazing that they were able to bring back the show, like, really, like, and, like, they were, like, ready to tackle, like, race issues and stuff. Like, it's, like, amazing that they were able to put, like... It's amazing that it's such a high-risk move to do in that point of your career. Like, it really... um, Like, it's, like, really admirable what she... Like, her going back. But you could... You, I feel like you can kind of see the clocks turning behind her head and being like, oh, my God, this is such a risk risky move. Yeah. And then, like... With the and dying as well, and like, uh, uh, yeah, you, I think like you could kind of tell she was a bit like disconnected. And when she couldn't remember like big major plot lines in Sex and stuff, yeah, I was like, yeah. apparently, like, like so Jessica's only watched the show once or twice. And I'm like, surely, if you're coming back to redo the series, maybe it would have been a been good to rewatch the <laughs> series, considering you're like an exec producer. Um, yeah, you
0: should know, if you're executive something, you should know your you should out. Out. Yeah.
1: that And then that kind of translate in that, and just like that, like the characters do feel like far removed, like when they're talking about their worst breakups. Sarah Jessica should have been like, no, the post it note. Yeah, that would, 100%, been more, that yeah. would have been more like, like camp and like, like fun everyone, reference. Yeah,
0: everyone was screaming at the screen, like the post it note, not yeah. death. Because, like, it was a trope that had been done to death, lol. Um, but, like, <laughs> it was like, it was a massive thing, the post it note. Like, it's.
1: That's our cover art. How the
0: beavers are so, like, I think it's especially interesting because the viewers are obsessive. So we've made this podcast. Like, yeah. everyone who watches Sex and the City are Obsessed. really into Sex and the City. So you need to do your fan... You're doing a fan to service a little yeah. bit by being like, Ugh, ba- basic writing, it's basic.
1: I don't think there's ever been a show like Sex and the City that has had such a big cultural impact, like, within fashion, within feminist movements, like, within, like, so many different aspects of like culture and like for her to not really get deep into sex and the city again i feel mm. like it really does do a disservice it and just like that and i think that's the frustration with everyone everyone's like like there's this like viral tweet where it was like and just like that's the worst thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> but i want a hundred more episodes and yeah. that, like like everyone really wants the show to get better and like like we're like it's been like a month and a half since the show wrapped I oh, know it's been like a month like since the show wrapped and we still don't really know if this is the second season. And yeah. it's like, a, like I feel like they really just need to commit to the show. And like I feel like so many people have so many like great ideas coming out with like on different podcasts and like on, like tweets and stuff. Like people are just like, oh my God, they should live for the Cleveland episode. Yes. And like, we were like, oh, it'd be great if like... Uh, Sarah Jessica now gets, like, big on this podcast and then, like, one of her old books gets pulled out and she gets cancelled on, like, on... And, like, that's her having to deal with, like, being cancelled. And then, yeah, and, and like, bringing in the guy at the end where she just, like, is snogging the hot producer. It was like, okay, so Peter's, like, just another dead-end plot line that we didn't really need to... So
0: unnecessary. Was
1: so unnecessary. Like, they formed bid on her and that was it like
0: and they threw up that was i yeah. didn't like that i didn't really understand that scene i love i loved that. i thought it was
1: funny i think they needed comedic relief yeah like, I think, yeah do it with like her and like charlotte or something where they like go on a night out because yeah. miranda can't drink or something and they'd be like and then they just get absolutely plastered it
0: just makes more sense that like he just didn't really seem
1: yeah he was like yeah and like yeah it just felt like a bit of a and if it,
0: if it's really interesting with sex and six it's just like a really like straightforward show but because the fans are really into it into it, like they can theorize from it and they can like mm. they've made really interesting content of it. Like and it's weird that they could have got more interesting... Like, big players like who own in the Instagram accounts, so, like have yeah. written books about it. They could have got those people involved because they're super fans. Yeah. And they're really intelligent and they're really, like, sympathetic to the content. Yeah, definitely. But it just seemed that they've just got these random writers in who just like, oh, yes, three white women in New York. Yeah. What would they do like from, like, a, a fresh page? Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. Like, if you just like, oh, this is Charlotte, this is um, Miranda, this is Carrie, like, just go ahead. Yeah. yeah but there's no, like thought about what's gone before
1: and it's kind of mad, like the last episode the only reason like the episode was saved because of harry neff like they had to bring oh, in a new yeah, character harry like harry neff's character was really like she really like just had that new york grit to her and like was just like yeah you two like you two have this amazing relationship and, mm-hmm. and it was like we need more people like harry neff we need to have like it'd be great to have like these like it girls like come in or something like yeah. just have a little cameo like um uh, it would just make like, like, because when they had like um, Sarah Michelle Geller in the LA episode, oh, yeah. just throwing in like. Was people it Jerry like
0: Halliwell that. in the. It's well. like, <laughs> so funny. thought
1: like they have so much money, like, it'd be great to have like Lena Dunham as somebody in it, like someone from Girls or something, like.
0: Yeah. So this is what they do like really well the, with newness, and which is what they did with trying to bring all these like char- new characters in. Mm. They didn't do that very well because they were long term, like new yeah. things, but what they do really well is like these like random like um random characters that come in for like one episode and just like perk it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, really Harry Neff, like how we yeah. just said before, like these really fun characters. I think Anthony kinda of acts like that yeah, because was. they're like a bit of like yeah. a comic relief. But what they don't do well is like new characters that have got no background yeah. and they just kind of force them into a storyline that they don't really fit into. And that's really a massive shame for the the actresses who came in as like um new characters like Naya, Seema um, LTW yeah. because they're actually great actresses and they looked amazing, they were amazing they're great actresses but like they didn't serve anything, they could have just yeah. done shorter stints but more efficient dynamic stints versus just long term ones that didn't really make sense to the initial characters Yeah, um, I think they would have been more favoured in that sense
1: yeah, that's so true. Like having Victoria Beckham in it or something, it would be so much fun. Even like
0: Caroline Calloway, like you know, remember like she was like this like random white, rich white girl who just fucking terrorized New York City. Yeah. Like she's just so. Like, if they could just reference like maybe like she was a guest on the podcast, that would yeah. just be hilarious. Or just something like, like
1: Nicole Bayer on like an episode of the podcast oh, or something. Or oh, like
0: Leandra Medine, the one who's a man repeller. Yeah. Then she like oh like oh man repeller was meant to be on the podcast or like she was meant to star like Carrie and then all fell through because, like, she fucked it. Like, that would be really interesting because that's, like, New York! New York, baby! There's just... It's such rich of culture, like... Um, Yeah. Especially, like, being... We're not in New York City, but we're in London. It's it's a a creative hub. Mm. And there's, like, so many dynamics that you've got the really rich kind of, like, creatives and you've got the, like, more, like, gritty ones and it's kind of, like... There could be a mishmash of these cultures coming together, but they just stay very swiftly and like middle class middle age yeah
1: nothing really like yeah nothing on there's no like bits of the show where I was like oh my god this is exciting yeah the yeah. only bit in the whole series for me was when Che and Miranda were having sex and like
0: her tip was out.
1: that was it like <laughs> no like when they were in Carrie's oh, um, the, the other
0: kitchen yeah, like that yeah. was
1: that was probably the probably the best scene of the show for me like they didn't really have any shocking bits. Like, maybe because Samantha wasn't there. Like, maybe, like, Samantha's character was always, like, doing the shocking bits. But, like, they really should have... Maybe even just had, like, sex scenes with Che, just, like, fucking, like, random girls or, like, fucking random guys or something. That Maybe that would have been a more interesting way rather than having Brady and Louise. Yeah, they didn't need that. And then Brady, like... It's so obviously they've carried the Sex and City 3 film, like, script over because Brady would be, like, in his 20s. He wouldn't be living at home. Like, he would... No. And interested, like, maybe, like, it would have been more interesting if, like, Brady had, like, graduated and, like, in the pandemic he didn't get a job and his, like, girlfriend's still coming around. Yeah. And, like, Miranda was getting pissed off that he wasn't, like, looking for a job and, like, was just, like, dusting about and...
0: Yeah. That, and, like, and yeah. we could have
1: talked about how rent in New York is too expensive. Or like, like...
0: Like, like, I know loads of people, including me, I had to go yeah. home for a little bit just to exactly. be...
1: Yeah.
0: Or even, like, Che, like, Brady could have introduced a Che character, like, a non-binary yeah. comedian. To, to Miranda. Miranda yeah. versus it being... Because then it's, like, more nitty-gritty, like, the, yeah. the show, the, the comedy would have been fucking... Funny. Yeah, um, imagine like It would have been Brady's more like friend. a, a salacious versus yeah. like some like middle class comedian who does something with Carrie. Yeah,
1: who gets like, a pilot on Netflix.
0: Yeah, it made no. <laughs> and also like it's the nature of the comedian, like um, the circuit. The circuit is you Do these dive bars? Yeah, yeah. You don't just like come out of nowhere and do these like fancy podcasts. podcasts. Like yeah. it would have made more sense to use Brady as a plot device. For the yeah. ultimate demise, demise of his parents' relationship versus, so like, him just shagging his bird, like, in the, yeah. the room next door, like, it makes no sense.
1: Because, like, at least, like, Charlotte's kids had, like, an interest in line Talking about her dolls and uh, Rose is like, oh, they're culturally insensitive. And, like, it was funny because she had, like, a was able to, like, bring this, like, more, like, interest in perspective of her character and then Rock up, being, like, gender diverse. Mm-hmm. The Brady just had like no character at all. Like, for someone who, yeah. like, for Miranda's son, you would think they had, would have a fucking big personality. Like...
0: Yeah, and have like a bit of backbone to him because yeah. like, his parents are very, like, interesting. And also, he was raised by a lot of interesting women, like yeah, Magda was such exactly. a special character. Like, everyone loved Magda. The fact that a, they never referenced her passing was yeah. tragic. Trach. B, it's like, well, it, it, there's just so many interesting women in Brady's life that is weird that each turn out to be multidimensional, mm. c- cisgender male. Like, yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a shame.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it would have been good if yeah. he was gay or something, like even if he was something. bisexual or something. Yeah,
0: like. it needed some things. I Like we've said before, like, I think they just hate, they don't know how to write the straight men
1: of yeah, this show, don't. which is
0: fine. But at the same time, if you're going to do a show about mo- like heterosexual, hetero, yeah, heteronormative, relationships and you need to write the men a bit better
1: yeah like them like dealing with, like Vic was written well because he he never really let up with Carrie he never really admitted that he loved her apart yeah. from when he um was going in for the heart surgery then he admitted that he felt really like scared and was really vulnerable yeah and that really added an interesting like dynamic to him and then after I think like the day after like Carrie slept over, he she like he like gone completely, he, like shot off his, his emotions. And that was an interesting way to like develop the male character, but like Harry, nothing. Like nothing. Like, no. And it's, Steve, yeah. nothing. Like LTW's husband, nothing. It's
0: like, just especially like the, the chase is part of relationships. So like, there's yeah, always like, a yeah. need to speak about any relationship. There's some chase happening. Yes, some okay. chases are smaller than others. From like last years, yeah. that was what was so interesting about Big and Carrie versus yeah. them as individuals.
1: And like yeah, the, the podcast guy, thing. they should have fleshed him out. They should have yeah. like because I think in the first few episodes, everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's hot!" Like, yeah. he's, like obviously given Carrie the eye, and like it would have been more interesting to like keep like dropping hints of him and Carrie or something. And but um, in the writers' room podcast, Michael Patrick King was like, "I don't want to make it too obvious that the." they were going to have a thing. And it was like, no, you made it obvious because yeah. he had such, like, he was given the eye in the first two episodes. Yeah. And he was just ignored again for like the whole entire series. Like it would have been good if like, it, yeah, it would just be more interesting if he was like brought into the show. Cause we are ending this series where Carrie's ended up with this hot guy, which mm. is great. But like, none of yeah. us are particularly invested in their relationship. Like
0: No. And it's, and also, it's she's fucking yeah. her boss. I'm like, it feels weird because Carrie, like it's a, I don't, I think we spoke about it in the the final episode we did, but like she's always chased money and status. She's yeah. never chased looks. Yeah. like it's never been like that. True. So yeah, it feels like we never got an insight into his money and status. Oh, he's a producer of a show, but that's yeah. not a big deal. Like whatever. Um, so it's really odd that she's like just got it was cute I really enjoyed that scene I thought it was quite yeah, funny it was cool. like it was much overdue, but it doesn't really make any sense yeah, like I would love a bit of yeah. friction before that happens I'd be like Finally I got what I wanted yeah, out of it. What was it yeah. what you call it when you get your so. Yeah, like when you it, it, the audience when when you're writing a good story, you wanna give the audience what they want. Yeah. And we weren't really gagging for them no, because all yeah. you just always gonna be a pretty face in the corner. Each
1: storyline was quickly wrapped up. Like Miranda's drinking was wrapped up. Yeah. Like um Rock's storyline was wrapped up quite neatly, like everything was wrapped up, like Miranda's drinking was wrapped up. Like it was just like Okay.
0: We never got a reward. Like we had to sit through so many scenes of Miranda's drinking, but then there was no real reward. Like either she had like a massive meltdown, breakdown, and then she redeemed herself, which would be like, thank God she's done it. I'm happy that this happened. It was just like, oh, oh, I had a few Tito's vodkas, and now she's not having the Tito's vodkas. Like I don't care. Like it's not. Like, it's just boring writing.
1: The only, like, long story arc was Carrie's podcast, but then half of it was, like, really not shown. And the other long, like, story arc was Carrie's grief.
0: Mm. And
1: no one else really had a particularly long, extensive story arc. Like, obviously Miranda did with the sexuality, but, like, it was like it was quite easy, like, quite quickly done. Like, she spoke to Steve and they broke up. Her and she are, like going to LA and it was like okay and Charles just never had a storyline like
0: it's really I think the the Che thing's really interesting because like like I said earlier about the chase like uh, when like Miranda messaged DM Che and there's I didn't see it and then they just hooked up literally three seconds later it's Mm. like I wish there'd just been a bit more of like friction there to like want to like get Miranda's and get with Jay yeah, but yeah. it was like everything was just like oh this just didn't a, happen boo and then yeah. Oh actually no it did happen like yeah. amazing. I was oh actually, I'm not I'm not cheering for Super any of you because 'cause I'm not right like stressed in. out for you. Yeah. And you're not resolving that stress that like, you're just like being quite ambivalent quite quickly.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um
0: yeah. And then with Charlotte there was no fucking ambivalence at all. It was just like very generic grey storylines.
1: What's um what are some of your like What, like, my dream scenarios in season two would be, like, Miranda relapses after Che dumps her. And then Che's, like, new Netflix show is everywhere. So Che is, like, haunting Miranda. And then Che... Uh, and then Miranda ends up getting with Nia Wallace because Nia Wallace is now single because her and Andre split up. Now he's on tour. Like, that um, would be such a good... I think like I think those two characters, like, they really had a chemistry. Like
0: Yeah, I like... And, like yeah, I think Nia's
1: great. Their storyline was really, like, it wasn't... It was an interest interesting how they went from Miranda being racist to them being friends. <laughs> I'm not sure it was particularly realistic. It wasn't very
0: well written. But yeah. I think
1: it would have been... It would have been more realistic if, like, they, like, had, a, like, a sexual chemistry, which I think would make their friendship and relationship make more sense, because, like, you are lusting over someone's, you kind of, like, just, yeah. you've, you like, you, like, just you, like, pass all, like, weird stages, whereas, like, their friendship seems a bit false, like, yeah. you can tell that the script's been edited heavily to include Che as Miranda's. I, I, I'd
0: like to get I'd like to see like Miranda getting too deep like I feel like mm. now that if they're going to flip her character you might as well go with it so what <laughs> I'd like to see is like Miranda like get into like Che's career like not be her lawyer but like just be like in her business like on yeah. the uh, management side and then something like Che like cheats on her or like something like really big happens on the yeah. romantic side and Miranda's torn to be like but I am loyal to yeah. her romantically and, like, professionally. Like, what yeah. do I do? That'd be quite interesting. And
1: then maybe Che like, oh, I want to be, like, polyamorous and date different people. And then Miranda would be like, what the fuck? Like, I've given up
0: And then she has so to much go much back name. to, like, how Steve had to deal with it. It'd yeah. be interesting she went back to Steve. Like, and Steve's, like, like,
1: back with Debbie or something. And Steve yeah. is like, so... Like, it'd be nice that Steve was, like, over it. Because when it ended where Steve was like, I'm going to keep my ring on, it was like, oh, my God. This yeah. fucking characters like nothing he's not been serviced well at all like it'd be good if he was like okay that's fine I'm like I do want to like have my own like sex life like yeah it seems a bit odd and like I would it's, really like if yeah. they could bring Aiden like because I know John Corbett was like like no idea why he lied he was in the <laughs> show but like it had been cool like if like Steve meets up with Aiden then Aiden encourages him today and then Aiden's like somehow newly single and then Carrie ends up sleeping with Aiden and it's like really yes. bad sex or something that would be like such a funny way to incorporate these like male characters and like maybe like Aiden's had like a like a midlife crisis and like has changed career like Miranda or something like it'd be like a cool way to bring it back these like m- yeah like male characters that haven't really like been served properly and like Give Charlotte a drinking problem or something. Yeah, I think like... Charlotte
0: should've had the domestic problems. Miranda's yeah. not a domestic problem kind of girl. True, She's yeah. more like her she was in herself mm. and that was her issues. Yeah. So I think it definitely used to be like she needs to fight she didn't I don't think she fought her demons in this series. No. Like she just happened to have some issues that people externally pointed out. Yeah. And then she cured them. But she didn't go through the feels that like she used to do in the original series. Yeah, um, Charlotte is definitely the kind of person who's like has a lot going on mm-hmm. and wouldn't have to deal with it. She she'd turn to like a fancy like sh- shabby or something like that. Yeah. Um. And I mean, also, um, yeah, just yeah, shoddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I as a, I was watching the Sex and the City one film where Miranda goes to meet um Steve on the Brooklyn Bridge and then I screenshotted the um. She has a list, so, like, her pros and cons. And the pros are, he's a carpenter, a plumber, doesn't care, doesn't <laughs> yeah. care how I look, good lover, um, uh, he's funny, he remembers birthdays, doesn't take things seriously, cute, good body, he's sweet, a good listener, and I was like, why the fuck did you break up with him? Willing to work, kind to mother, um takes care of the home. And then the cons is, like, the affair. Sneaky. <laughs> selfish. Uncomfortable at work functions. Breath, occasionally. Um, breath? Nose hair. And it was, like, this whole, like, con thing. It was, like, not driven. um, says embarrassing things. Silly. It was, like, this con list is not a con list. Like, yeah. Silly, having nose hair. Babe, get over here. Like...
0: But then, like, if, if you such got, an icon, but like... then there was that. You know, when you said you've got the ick,
1: mm. like but those
0: are major ick things. Like, she mm. just wouldn't be with him full stop if she had the ick. About those yeah. frivolous things.
1: Yeah, but yeah, maybe. Do you think they should bring back? Like, how are they going to deal with Samantha now? Like,
0: they... oh, I think they should just write her out. I think it's really disrespectful. It's really to Kim awkward Patrall. to
1: keep being like like are they going to be like oh i met with uh samantha came to paris and we went to the moulin rouge and we like squashed everything and we're, we're just going to keep a new like how are they going it's to like, write this it's like when like
0: if you fell out with a mate and another mate kept tagging your mate in those photos like it's like <laughs> l- 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 no don't care yeah. like go away like
1: you fought like you like to lose like, contact with people all the time like especially yeah. if you moved to like
0: I think they should have killed her off because I don't think there's any way of coming back from it yeah
1: it's should have be awkward or like like,
0: just said like oh she I don't know yeah just killed her off or just not mentioned her at all like
1: yeah I think not mentioned her at all would have been quite like I don't know I think it maybe it would have been good but then it would like the audience wouldn't be satisfied as well but yeah killing her off would be I think yeah yeah but then uh, like do you think they should just replace the actress like because they're referencing her so much it's like why are they referencing her so much? It was like, are they trying to get us comfortable with Kim Cattrall not being there and then bringing someone? Like, like, what are they doing?
0: I feel like the same They've got
1: themselves in like, a bit of like, like a corner where it's like, they are going to have to like, just stop referencing this or like, resolve it in a way like.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like, they could have been more intelligent with like, oh, distracting from Kim. Like, I've said before, like, bringing Jennifer Hudson back or, Jennifer like, Coolidge. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge Oh, sorry, back. yeah. <laughs> Both are yeah, yeah. fabulous. They could have brought backwards her face from the death who fell out the window. Yeah. Or she have totally forgotten her name, so Chris
1: sorry.
0: Kirsten. Kristen... Kristen... Day- no, Kristen... Oh, I fucking have forgotten her name. Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, just, like, really they could have I think they did okay with Anthony but they could have done better they didn't
1: do anything um, with Anthony yeah because I they? think he was
0: hilarious that was whole so shtick funny. was quite funny
1: really, I love the scene where they go for the um, facelift consultation I thought yes. that was such a good scene
0: and I just like I just think he's a really good actor and I think yeah. he does the campness that Kim did as well true Yeah. That's so true. I think they had the arsenal at, at, they had it but they just didn't use it very well they, didn't they just, didn't, they just well went and, and did I think they did it out of pettiness. I don't think they wrote those storylines because they couldn't do it properly. I think they did it to be petty. Yeah. Like, the flowers thing was awful. Yeah, And they were was... really petty. I didn't like that at or... all. And,
1: like, the um, in the documentary as well, they're, like, uh, Sarah Jessica says that they, like, they think they've tried it really well and, like, they pepper through, like, mm. like, Samantha, like, not being there. And it was like, no, you really just... Well, obviously like pissed up with her and I was like
0: yeah it was out of revenge I didn't I don't think it's very tastefully done no it
1: wasn't and
0: now actually, actually watching that like, doc I don't think she's a very tasteful person she's very self-absorbed <laughs> but to be tasteful you need to be like quite self-aware yeah and yeah. aware of your surroundings and
1: but then I think that's, I that's why that that's why she's so closely connected to Carrie it carries pretty self, like carries self-involved. Like I think that's like, the
0: thing, but it's quite interesting because the whole joy of sex and city is they're older characters and they're women mm. who are older. And they know what they are, who they want to be. Yeah. But it's actually that like when the documentary was like, oh no, so Jessica did she like, yeah. oh, she's old enough to not be not married really, to like a yeah. fictional character. So yeah. why are we so obsessed with doing that?
1: And um, like Michael Petra King took over the sh- as a showrunner from. I think it was, like, season three. So the show was supposed to finish with um, Carrie being single, like, Candice Bushnell, who's the real live Carrie her and Darren Star, who created the show, decided that Carrie would end up, like, completely single and, like, would be, like, a more feminist, like, angle. Michael Patrick King took the show over. And um, at the end of season three, Big is like written out and wasn't supposed to come back. But Michael Patrick King decided to make the show more of a, like a romantic romantic comedy and brought Big back, kind of changed the like dynamic of the show. And I think Sarah Jessica probably had quite a lot of involvement in that because okay. I think she probably, I think she was like in her mid thirties and she probably just didn't want to like come across as this like frivolous, like sex like um promiscuous woman and like the show you could definitely see the ch- the tone of the series change when it got to season five like she got a haircut she started working at vogue and like the show like kind of lost its grit a little bit even yeah. though the show was still really in- like it was still entertaining but it definitely like you could see from the first and second film it just became a romantic romantic comedy and like
0: that's so true because i feel like what i've hated about this series is how much influence the actors had on their character mm. like
1: i We're don't into, think like, it's
0: it was it, it was to the detriment of the character was, and i feel yeah. like what you've just said is actually like, it could have been iconic and mm. actually it could have been Carrie had the, when you ask your mates, like, who are you in the four? Like, everyone's really sheepish to say that they're Carrie. Like, Carrie's probably yeah. the worst person you can pick. Like, everyone's clambering to be Samantha <laughs> because she was that person. Like, she was the one flipping all the kind of tropes on the head yeah. on what's expected of you, and that's kind of iconic. But no one wanted to be this beg. Like, who yeah. had everything I had disposed of, like, m- m- massive wardrobe, like, a yeah. rent controlled apartment, but mm. really did nothing interesting or iconic yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah. just thinks she's a bit embarrassing. And I yeah. think that's really bizarre that Sarah Jessica wanted to be quite a prude and wanted it to be more about the writing versus sex, but mm. actually, like, it's made for a really fucking boring yeah. character.
1: Yeah, the and like, because she had like a no nudity clothes. that's why obviously, like, yeah. Sarah Jessica doesn't get naked, but. Like, Cynthia Nixon is still getting her tits out and she's, like, 50 and it's, like, fabulous. Like, the show should be more about these women having amazing sex or, like, trying to date. But, like, it's just... It's kind of muted because this whole, like, romantic comedy kind of is, like, shoved into a show that should be about, like, the reality of being a single 50-year-old woman in New York.
0: And you can do sex and really sexy scenes without having your tits out. Like, you can... Have like yeah. disclosed like you could look a silhouette or like yeah. fucking art director over here like under the yeah. sheet. There's ways to do it that still kind of make the audience feel like, oh, this is, yeah. ooh, mm, this is like kind of touching. We're up. not, not going to get a yeah, sex yeah. scene with
1: like any of any of it. Well, I guess Charlotte had the sex scene where Harry's. <laughs> prosthetic dick came out. And Miranda had, <laughs> Miranda had her thing, but you can just tell like Sarah Jessica's just not comfortable doing that now. But like
0: I find I, I don't know, because it's kind of like with sometimes with Samantha's sex scenes, I'd like Kim Cattrall's sex scenes like it was just so over the top and camp
1: Yeah.
0: Like it got on, I don't think any straight sex oh, yeah, is like no, that. Like no one's oh, like yeah. no one was like, like howling the way she yeah. used to or like be so like obsessive about it. It's Do you but that campy. scene where
1: like um she's I think she's fucking um uh Smith Jared, and then they <laughs> like they have like a a chair on the bed and she's like <laughs> yeah. on top of him and the like chairs go up and down on the bed it was just like stuff like that like or it was just of the, of, the, of the moment, like...
0: Yeah, and I feel like if you're going to make that seem believable, you can make someone be discreet, like, the really yeah. discreet sex be believable. Yeah, definitely. Like, it doesn't... Even though it's called Sex and City, it's not fucking important. It is just like yeah. there's emotions and stuff attached to sex that yeah. they don't really explore. And that's not in her claws, that like she can explore that stuff Yeah, definitely. having to show her, her boobs.
1: Yeah. So, um, should we...
0: Let's, Let's wrap it up. We're gonna like wrap sex, it up. Like safe sex.
1: And just like that, that's it.
0: <laughs> um oh, well, what we'd actually really appreciate is that if anyone has any um point like feedback of what we could do because we're like baby podcasters. If you want us to talk about certain stuff, if you feel like we're doing something wrong, something right, um let us know because we want to carry this on and it's good fun and we, we, wanna to it. we wanna carry we wanna carry This Um, (laughs) one, we love shooting the shit. Want
1: to shoot the the shit with us? So next week we'll be discussing like things that have happened in popular culture in the past week, but we're also going to be reviewing um, season six, episode seven. The post-it always sticks twice. The uh, iconic episode where burger dumps carry via a post-it note, which is what our artwork for this podcast is based on. Um and if you have any suggestions or any anything to talk about you want us to talk about on this episode, particularly like DM us on Instagram. Um and yeah. And thank you so much for listening in to and just like what?
0: And just like what?
1: And just like what?
0: What? what? Uh-huh. Remember
1: to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll see you next week.
0: See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>